podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the British Ice Hockey Podcast, available every week on britishicehockey.co.uk. Well, hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And on this week's show, we'll be looking ahead to the Euro Challenge this weekend with Great Britain captain Jonathan Phillips. We'll be previewing the top of the table clash in North 2 this weekend as we'll be joined by Telford Tigers 2 and the Hull Jets. And we'll be looking ahead to the Dundee Derby in the SNL as we'll be hearing from the Dundee Comets. All of that to come on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. So hello everybody and welcome to this week's show. Later we'll be looking ahead to the top of the table clash up at the top of North 2 as we'll be joined by the Hull Jets and the Telford Tigers and shortly we'll be looking ahead as well to the Dundee Derby as the Dundee Comets will be taking on the Dundee Tigers and we'll be hearing from the head coach of the Comets shortly. But before that let's go to the Euro Ice Hockey Challenge this weekend as Great Britain take on Japan, Poland and Romania and to look ahead to this weekend's tournament now, on Friday afternoon, I caught up with the captain of the Great Britain side. It's a welcome to the show to Jonathan Phillips. Well, Jonathan, a big thank you for joining us. And uh, how, how's training been this week ahead of the opener against Japan on Friday? Yeah, it's been pretty good. I think, you know, whenever you get a chance to get all the boys together and meet up, it's always fun. We haven't always been able to get these kind of mid-season camps to get them going, so I think it's always nice to to kind of break up from your team and get all the guys in. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been fun. Everyone everyone loves meeting up like that. And um, I, I think I think we've had a, a few pretty good, you know, constructive, intense training sessions. I mean, how do you prepare for a tournament like this where you, you're playing three different teams over over consecutive nights? Because uh, they all they all have different strengths and different weaknesses, I'd imagine. So, I mean, how much preparation do you take into um, you know a tournament like this this one this weekend? To be honest, it's probably tougher on the on the coaches for things like that. You know, it's it's something we've always been used to. You know, I think you know we've all kind of come through the. Uh, the junior GB teams and where you're playing five games and seven nights and so on. So there's nothing new there, but it's probably tougher for the coaches. I think they've got a, so much work behind the scenes on preparing for each night and is a quick turnaround for the next game. So they're trying to cut new video to show us, you know, the little kind of uh, traits and tendencies on the next team that we're playing. And then, I, you know, I just think for us, it's just a case of, of being focused and kind of bearing down on, the main systems and, and making sure, you know, we know them inside and out just to make their jobs a little bit easier. And and with regards to the playing side of it and the fact that, you know, most of the players have, have been through tournaments like this year in, year out at, at various levels of, of GB. I mean, uh, Jonathan, I think it's safe to say you're, you're a bit of a machine, loads of these tournaments, um, but there's players like David Phillips, isn't he? And uh, we had Matt Richardson on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I mean, how how useful is it having experience like this mixed in with with some of the younger players who've, who may have experienced tournaments like this at youth level rather than senior level? Yeah, I think, I mean, at the end of the day, I think we've tried creating a culture, you know, within the GB team. And, and, and you know, I think is a word you kind of hear quite often, but the culture that, we, that has been created here from top down, from management down to players, has been the best that I've ever been involved in. And I think it does take some of the older guys to show the younger guys, but we also learn from the younger guys too. You know, I, I don't think you're ever too old to 
to learn something new and you know i think that's the the one thing that we've always kind of always kind of noticed is you know everybody can teach everybody something everybody's got a voice kind of thing i mean heading into this tournament it's obviously you'd, you'd like to win it but it is also about the bonding side of it like you say the meeting together for training camp before this euro challenge then take your part in this euro challenge but i'm imagining most of the squad and and the coaching staff have got one eye on that tournament at the end of april the, the world championships and uh, how important is this tournament for those preparations for the world championships at, at the end of the season yeah it's huge and i think i think this year more than ever you know for a couple of reasons and you know, one being, we obviously want to, we want to try and get back up to that world championships. We want, we want promotion. I think it's, it, it, it's such a, a, a big, we, we've taken such big steps as a hockey nation over the last few years. And, you know, we want that to continue. And, you know, I think the higher we are, it just, it helps out the younger generation of opportunities for them. I think it opens more doors for them. But then I think secondly, I think there's so much depth now within this team think is this is probably the deepest we've ever been and it's going to be it's going to be a struggle to make that team you know I think you want to we're using this as as our training camp for April you know you have to be seen showing what you can do and and what you can bring to the table come the world championships I mean the, the target must be to get back to the top table as quick as possible but being at the top table like like we were this mammoth experience and learning's been taken. I'm imagining from, in particular, from from that tournament in Finland last May, that that you can bring to this tournament back in Division One. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think we've learned not just every single tournament. I think we've learned something every single game, and that's been so important to do. And I, I think an important part of the process. I think I think it showed in that you know that last game against Austria. You know, we learned that when we've got when we've got chances, we have to. We have to jump on them chances and 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 see a team off, uh, which is probably something that we never ever thought we we could really do before in a top tier tournament. But every time we've been there, we've learned something new, and and we're disappointed with how with how that ended. We really believe we should have won that game, and at the end of the day, we just didn't put that to bed when we had the chances to. So, um, you know, but I think bringing that here and bringing that experience, you can only learn from those experiences. And um, yeah, I think I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be a tough tournament, but it's, it's going to be fun. And like I said, Jonathan, I did describe you earlier as a as a machine. Uh, you know, sponsored by Duracell maybe or, or Weetabix. Uh, but this is technically an international break as well, away from domestic matters and 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 the league and that side of things. But you've got a busy fortnight coming up, haven't you? Because you've got the Challenge Cup semi final on Wednesday as well with um with your home club, the Sheffield Steelers, against Fife. So I mean, how are you, how are you taking to this season uh, and and the busy schedule that you that you've had to take part in thus far and and what's to come as well. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, I I I don't think you even think twice about it. it. You know, as I said before, it this is something, this is something you used to from when you were kind of fourteen, fifteen years old, and and the schedule's a schedule. It, it it that's that's never ever changed, and I think I think that's why we probably enjoy playing so much is because you like being busy. If you're if you're a sportsman and you love to play that sport, why wouldn't you want to do it? You know, every single day. So I think for us, we love it. You could be worried about being tired once you once you finish and uh, you know once you once you hang them up, but uh, yeah, no, certainly it's not it's not anything we ever think of. No, great stuff. And just touching upon the Steelers and and what's coming up. Obviously, you know, very much involved in, in the Challenge Cup with this semi final against Fife on Wednesday night, and also, you know, when it comes to the league, 
what is it? Three points separating the top four currently. It's it's certainly epic stuff, isn't it? I'm imagining playing for the Steelers and uh, being part of this uh, this hunt for trophies this year. Yeah, and you know, especially coming into the business end of the season now, and you know, every game obviously matters throughout throughout the league. It's a it's a 54 game playoff, but look how exciting this this league ending is going to be. This this four teams, you know, right there, all chasing Guildford. I think I think there's three of us tied on points, and then you know, we'll be three three points behind Guildford in first place. So. We all play each other. I think as, as as sports fans, you probably can't ask for, for anything more exciting than that. I mean, this is what it's about, isn't it? I mean, like like you touched upon before, if you if you if you're a sportsman and you and you love playing hockey, then then you want to be playing hockey, don't you? But in particular when you're playing in tournaments like this for, for GB this weekend, but also playing for the Sheffield Steelers involved in in this epic tussle. I mean, I, I can't remember a, a league campaign like this at the, at this stage of the season, that's for sure. So it must be thrilling to be involved in matches like this week in, week out. Yeah, it's unreal. And, you know, I think we've always kind of spoken, I think it's those things that once... Once you do kind of leave the game, I think they're the things that that you miss. That kind of that competition, that kind of you know little inside pressure that you put on yourself to to perform, and um, you know things that you just can't replicate in within the real world kind of thing. And those those instant kind of magical moments that happen, you know, when if, if you know you're involved in a game and and it goes to overtime and you win the game, is is it that instant kind of realization of success? I guess. And uh, just a, a closing thought on the, on the Steelers and, and what's possible in the closing months. Um, look, looking forward to to that challenge of you know cup semi-finals, league titles, races, and uh, and the playoffs at the end of the season. Look, looking forward to that side of things. Yeah, definitely. And you know, as I said, this is the business end now, and this is where the fun really happens, and when every single minute of every game really counts. And um, yeah, it, it, this is why we play to be in these kind of situations to hopefully win trophies. Good stuff. Right, back to uh, international matters now. Put your, your GB cap back on, uh, Jonathan, if you will. And uh, just to plug these games this weekend, uh, Japan on Friday. We're recording this on Friday lunchtime. So this evening, Poland uh, on Saturday, Romania on Sunday. Uh, hoping for a big crowd in these games in, in Coventry, Milton Keynes and Nottingham. Yeah, it's always nice to you know be able to play something at home at venues where you know the people who don't get a chance to, to travel can come out and watch us and um you know we uh excited to, to play in front of those people and i think whenever we've uh we've kind of held these things it's always been so well supported and uh just a a, a final uh question for you jonathan uh i mean we've touched upon you know this tournament this weekend um also the challenge cup and the elite league as well with the steelers uh but how much are you looking forward to to what's possible, not just at the Steelers, but also internationally as well, because, you know, like, like we've said in this interview, all eyes after this tournament this weekend will be looking towards the World Championships and, and getting back to the top table. So, I mean, how much how much are you looking forward to this this closing bit of the season and especially these two international tournaments coming up for GB? Massively. It, it, it's always been huge kind of excitement for us all to, to be able to meet up whenever we can. And I know certainly... At the end of each year, whenever GB comes around and, you know, that training camp, that first day of seeing everybody, everyone walks in with a smile on their face. And you've always got, you know, 20, 25 guys who are trying to sing for the same hymn sheet. And it's unusual to get that 100% buy-in, I guess. But I think that's what kind of makes this team special. And yeah, it, it, it's just an exciting time and something we've always, uh, always looked forward to doing. And especially with the opportunity to 
be able to put ourselves into going back to the World Championships. We've, we've got to take that with pride. No, great stuff. Well, uh, Great Britain captain Jonathan Phillips, a big, big thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us on this week's show. Big good luck uh, in this uh, Euro Challenge this weekend. Uh, all the best for the running as well with the Sheffield Steelers and uh, all the best for that uh, World Championships in April. Thank you for joining us and good luck. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Great Britain's Jonathan Phillips there joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast and a big good luck to Great Britain this weekend. All starts on Friday night, Great Britain against Japan in Milton Keynes in the corresponding game tonight in Coventry, Poland take on Romania on Saturday, Romania take on Japan in Milton Keynes and in Coventry, Poland, Great Britain and on Sunday evening it finishes in Nottingham with Great Britain taking on Romania whilst Coventry will be hosting Japan against Poland and uh, for ticketing information as well as streaming information as well icehockeyuk.co.uk and a big thank you to Jonathan for joining us on this week's show let's go to domestic matters now and shortly we'll be previewing the big game up at the top of North 2 this weekend as we'll be joined by the Telford Tigers and the Hull Jets but before that let's go to the Scottish National League and this weekend we've got the Dundee Derby in the SNL as the Dundee Tigers take on the Dundee Comets this Sunday and heading into this game the Dundee Comets will be buoyed by the fact that they're through to the Scottish Cup final as well as a league win against the Paisley Pirates on Sunday. Let's hear more now from the Comets and it's a welcome to the show to their head coach here's Richard Hartman. Well Richard a big thank you for joining us and uh, before we get to the Dundee derby this this weekend uh, just a bit of a, a, a congratulations on making it through uh, to the Scottish Cup final. Uh, a big congratulations on that front. How, how was your semi-final? Oh, thank you very much. Uh, it was a great game, actually, on the five. So we played really, really, really well. The, the guys stick together. We was a little bit short bench. And everybody who played, they just put the maximum effort. And we, we did the right things. And, and we're really happy for, for that because um, after we a little bit uh, lost the contact with the top ones and the, and the league table, so that this was a, this was a great achievement for the club. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you mentioned the, the table there. I mean, 11 points between uh, Aberdeen Lynx, who are currently league leaders, down to Kirkcaldy uh, in, in sixth position. It's uh, been a, a crazy league this year, the Scottish National League, hasn't it? Well, definitely. You know, the, right now, you know, with the, with the four-point uh, home games for us and Tigers are quite, uh, you know, you can see the difference is big one. But you play the one game, is a four points if you lose. So, And we lost uh, three games at home, so basically that's a... At the 12 points, so and it's hard to catch up back in. So you know, if if you have a one bad game, you can still get, get that game back later on. But basically, if you play at home and you lose for for four points, you know you don't you don't get that game back again. So you don't have the chance to get it back. But we agreed on the start of the season. We had to deal with it on the start of the season. We like I said, we lost three games, very important games, and that's like a 12 points. And it was it's, it's a hard to catch up right now, even if we play well. Um, when it comes to um, this season more generally, I mean, last year was was brilliant, you know, winning the the playoffs. Um, so, how has this season gone? Do you feel more more generally at uh, at the Comets? Well, I would say my comment would be about um, regrouping again because last year we had a very good team. We had a three one of the best players in the league, probably Johnny McBean and uh, Joe Gauci and, and Gary Simpson in it. So, so we had a very very strong three lines and points. Uh, what we lost compared to the last year is a massive. So we need a couple more years to replace those players by the players who are coming from our um, Dundee Star Junior Development Program. So we had a four under-16s now, so we're what's coming coming through and looking at the good progress over the years. So we need to give these guys a little bit, couple more years 
and I'm 100% sure that the future is quite bright for Dundee Comets because, like I'm saying, the, the Dundee Junior Development Program is working well, and every year they just give us the players who can be what we can use and the and the Comets. What is absolutely promising and is a phenomenal job from the coaches. Yeah, just give us a bit of an insight into that because the stars, the junior stars, there's so many players coming through there, and you've obviously had connections with the the youth ranks in the GB side of things as well, being assistant coach of, of that setup. So, um, I mean, how exciting is it at the moment with how many players are coming through in the wider city at Dundee? Oh, it's great. The guys are doing a phenomenal job. Like I'm saying, we, we're a little bit struggling right now with the numbers because the COVID uh, hit everybody, even us. So so there is a little bit less kids coming through. But because we have we have a very strong, the Ben Brown year was very strong. So we had we had a few players from them. The, the 2006 and 2005, basically, 2007 was was, was quite all right uh, year. So would we would we have a few players would coming through the program? So we we very happy and coaches doing the maximum they can and can say that they are doing a great job so far. Yeah, and you, and you give these kids a, a chance as well at, at the comics, don't you? I mean, this squad's through to a, a cup final, so you know this this bodes very well for the future and, and th- these experiences these players are getting. Well, definitely, I I, I always uh, declare I want to I want my young players play in that situation, and I try to give them the most opportunities I can on, on the abilities they have. So I'm working with them every every day. So I'm doing the under 19s, Dundee Stars juniors. So so I get them under under my supervision. So I know what what, what they need to be trained. So when they come to the comics, the gap is not big. So they when they jump in, they know what we what we doing with what is. So I'm preparing them the under 19. So when they when they jump to us, it's as smooth as they can be to go from the junior hockey to the senior hockey but uh, like I, like I said I will give the opportunity to players if they deserve it and they will work hard they will always have the place and my and my team that's for sure no great stuff and uh, with regards to you know what what's coming up uh, for for the comments obviously we've got the the Dundee derby this weekend against the Tigers you're defending champions with regards to the playoffs who's going to win those playoffs given how competitive this division is this year I mean it is it is brilliant uh, to say the least for the neutrals well definitely it is great because everybody can beat everybody that's great to have that's what makes the league attractive that's that's the people the attendance and everything so so it's, it's absolutely great to see it's not really for us because we want to be higher as well but you know that's the way it is if you have a year when you lost so many points like i said from compared to the last year we lost a, a lot of points so we need to regroup again i know it's a little bit shame to say but we probably lost to touch with the title but we want to finish the highest we can and just uh, finish the league with the confidence what's coming to the playoffs so that's very, very important for us to play well and to make sure we are ready for the for the playoffs and and the, the defend the playoff champion. So that's for sure. We, we we need to play the best we can. So uh, you've got a bit of momentum after the Kukori win and uh, the, the Paisley win last weekend. Let's talk about the the Dundee derby this weekend because you want to keep that momentum going. The last time you played each other was uh, in in uh, in January, and uh, for the listeners' benefit, that finished six five after overtime in favour of the Tigers. Um, it should be a thriller this weekend, uh, to say the least. Well, definitely. You know, the last game we played, and it was a three weeks ago or whatever was the time we played the, the the house was full there was a lot of people in here we played really well we played better than the than the first time we played against each other but that time we snapped the extra one point and this time we wasn't good in the first first clash but the second one we played better we was better team in the most of the game but they they got the extra one point so we split it on the half just now so we got other two games to go so hopefully we'll, we'll get that real rivalry uh, playoffs I would say <laughs> So hopefully we'll, we'll get the, this weekend and we're playing at home. 
what is that now? Just uh, you know, we play it. At, <laughs> we, we both at home, but we play it at home. So we we are a home team now. So we we play in our own home rink. So we need to we need to win. So like you said, we played really well the last uh, last couple of games, uh, structurally, and everything was going was working well. And uh, we finally we find the like what should be like it should be. So hopefully we just continue the, the the same way like we played the last couple of games. And and just touching upon you know that that atmosphere and and that side of things, um, we we caught up with the Dundee Tigers a few weeks back, and big crowds like this in the SNL and and vibrant atmospheres and and big occasions. That's brilliant, isn't it for for these players? I mean, going back to the youngsters, but also the more experienced players as well. I mean, it's it's a brilliant competition, and it's it seems like it's going from strength to strength after COVID. Well, definitely, like you're saying, you know, there always is a great crowd. You know, we're playing for the people in here as well, so so it's great. And especially when you when you say when we look at the Dundee, because we got a we got basically us Tigers, and we got a we got a big team on the Dundee Stars. So for us, if the big crowds comes, it's even better because the players can uh, can face how it works in the professional hockey, especially the young ones. You know, they can see how the how the works in the, in the professional hockey, and they can may, maybe give them a little, that little extra boost to work a little bit harder to get that whole oh, I want to. I want to play in front of this big crowds all the time. I want to be the, the guy. I want to get the autograph from from the fans and stuff like that, you know, to get a picture with your jersey and then all this kind of good things what's coming with the professional hockey. So that's a good, good thing for the for the young players. And for the older players as well, just remember when they play the, the top hockey as well. So it's, it's absolutely great, for sure, the, the fans. And we really, really appreciate that the, when the people come and, come and cheer for us. Yeah, and uh, this game this weekend, uh, the Comets against the Tigers on Sunday night at the Dundee Ice Arena, seven o'clock face-off, and uh, tickets will be available on the door as well. Uh, so, so get yourself down there. Uh, but uh, last question, Richard. I mean, it comes across this interview. It's all going well off the ice, that's for sure. But uh, how much are you looking forward to these closing few games of the season, and what's possible with, with the Comets with regards to silverware and uh, the potential at the club for this season? Well, we, we we want to win every game. That's how much I really really love to win. I hate lose, so we want to win every game. We go on a, every every game we go on because that's building the character for the playoffs. So every every little things we need to make sure everything is clicking. The power play is clicking. The PK is is good one. So we stay in the system. We we know what we play and well, we know where the players should go and where we when everything need to be. The young players, you know, they need to keep up. Because they need to understand. Is you need to work the whole whole season, not just a few few games of, of the year. So, but we are on the learning curve right now, and I think uh, that the more more coming to the end of the season, we're playing better. Hopefully, hopefully we will continue the same way we with it. But like what I want to mention is not just the comments. Comments should be just a doorstep to the pro hockey, especially for the young ones. So we want to show them, and we want we want to prepare for the Dundee Stars for the top team, preparing them as well. So make sure the systems wise and everything's what need to be learned. But on the on the other hand, they're doing a great job. The the youngsters ones and the older ones, like the whole team. I can I can admit that we we we, we chill and we are much better than we was and uh, a few weeks ago. Well, Richard Hartman, a big, big thank you for joining us, uh, head coach of the Dundee Comets. All the best this weekend and uh, a big good luck in the running and keep up the excellent work at the club. Well, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to talking to you. Richard Hartman, the head coach of the Dundee Comets, joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Let's go to North 2 now of the National Ice Hockey League. And this weekend, Telford Tigers 2, currently the league leaders in North 2, will be taking on the team currently sitting second. That's the Hull Jets. Both teams have played 19 games and both teams 
are on 34 points. To say this is a bit of a big game this weekend in North 2 would be a bit of an understatement. Shortly, we'll be hearing from Hull Jets coach Mike Roddy. But before that, it's to his counterpart at the Telford Tigers. And it's a welcome to the show to Telford Tigers 2 head coach. Here's Scott McKenzie. Uh, well, Scott, a big thank you for joining us. And, uh, well, I, I was just speaking to you off air because obviously you've, you're a very busy man at Telford, <laughs> uh, not just the head coach of the Division 2 side, but also a bit of a legend at the Tigers and, you know, still playing and still scoring plenty of points for the team. Um, so I'll start off with the big game this weekend in, in Division 2 and uh, obviously Telford Tigers taking on the whole Jets this weekend. How's the season been, do you feel, for Telford Tigers 2? Uh, it seems like it's been going pretty much to plan. Yeah, I think we we started well and we, you know, we've learned a lot from last season. It was a, a very tough season competing against Hull and you know, even teams like Altrincham, Bradford, they're not easy places to go to. Um, and, and every team in the league, I think, has got someone dangerous that can put the puck in the net. So you've got, to, in my opinion, in, in Div 2, you, you have to turn up with the right attitude, the right frame of mind. Um, and, and the players are really bought into that, last season especially, but this year even more. So, you know, they know what's expected of them. They know what we're looking for and the way we want to play, the way we want to approach the game. And, and obviously, on top of last year, we added players, Dan Mitchell, like Joe Aston, like Dan Harrison, who are all quality players. So, um, you know, but in that respect, we've been fairly fortunate. But it's all about the, the coaching staff and Doug, Kieran and Mike, um, but also the players themselves have to take huge credit for where the, the team is at, at the moment. Because that's the thing we have to say. I mean, you've been head coach now for, for a few seasons of, of the, the second team, but it is, it is very much a, a team effort there because, as as I said in the intro, you are juggling quite a lot of responsibilities at the club. Yeah, I, I obviously play for the National League team. The National League team is obviously my my main priority uh, with regards to playing and, and the taking up the, the most amount of my time and commitment. But um, I run every session for the Div 2 team. Um, I have... You know, ongoing chats with the with Dougie, Kieran, and Mike about, as I said earlier, about what the expectations are, player lineups, player positions, where we want guys to step in. What we've done really well is we've had a, a squad of maybe 26, 28 players, and it's meant that when we've gone to most games every weekend, we've had four lines of of players available to us, and you know, juggling that in itself is a challenge. But I think as a coaching group, we've done a really good job of that and, and also maintaining everyone's ice time levels, their happiness with that ice time level and obviously being successful in winning games. I mean, last season was was, was brilliant, wasn't it? I mean, a, a league title at the end of it. Um, also coincided, we should say, with, with the National League side winning their league title as well. So that, that must have been an epic year last year for, for the club. It was brilliant for the club and something I don't think that's ever been achieved by one club. So uh, don't quote me on that, but I, I think that's right. And for the National League team, it was amazing to, to do the back-to-back as well. Obviously, we had the COVID break in between, but to have the Div 2 team step up and win the league and and the way they did it in such dramatic fashion as well um it, it actually came down to goal difference i think in the end um you know it was it was a, a massive achievement for those guys and it created a confidence and a you know a, right we know what it takes now to to win because i think prior to that they'd they'd been in that many battles and that many positions to win and actually come up a little bit short that they now knew what it took um and i'm hoping that that stands as a good stead moving forward uh, I think they were a bit disappointed to lose the playoffs and to lose the cup um, to Hull, who are obviously a nemesis of us, but a very, very good team. And, you know, but hopefully this year we can 
regroup and, and push towards winning all three trophies this year. Yeah, and that that's the thing. I mean, I will be catching up with the whole Jets um, this week as well because it's, it's such a, a, a brilliant... Uh, advert for the league what, what's coming up on Saturday with you two going head to head but you are going head to head not just in the league but but in the cup as well and uh, fighting on all three fronts um, what what is it do you feel about about you two sides that's, that means that you're going at it again this year like you did last year just two good teams I think Hull are we, we've tried to go you know with a, a bit more experience this year and to be honest with you it's just locality plays a big part and availability and Obviously, our, our net minding is key for us. We had Matt Crowell at the start of the year. Um, when he left, we were fortunate enough to bring in Zach Brown. So that's given us a really good start at the back. Um, and obviously, we've got Ollie Johnson as well, who, who's more than capable. So with Hull, they're, they're very young, um, very hungry, fast. They, they definitely play fast at home. But in our rink, we definitely feel that we've made it a bit of a fortress and we've made it a very tough place to come to. So, you know, we, we know what's coming at us on Saturday, but we're more than prepared for it. And it's going to be a great, like you say, a great advert for the league. But um, we're just hoping that we can come out on the right side of a result and it will really push us forward for um, regaining that league title. And, and I'll come back to, um, you know, what's possible in the closing months of the season in, in Division 2 for Telford Tigers in a second. But just to touch upon um, the National League side as well and a win at the weekend, but a, a defeat as well. It's heating up this race for the eighth spot, it looks like at the moment. But uh, how do you feel the season's going uh, this year? If this division's gone up a notch or two, it, it feels like it's ultra competitive week in, week out. Yeah, it's, it's been difficult for us. Um, naturally, we're, we've been used to winning games and even the last kind of four or five years um, for us in Telford, we've we've won a lot of hockey games and, and been right up there challenging for honours. But this year has been a transition. It's been difficult. Um, it's been difficult to recruit for Tom, even halfway through the season, trying to bring guys in was challenging for him. Um, and again, it comes down to location where we are in, you know, within the National League and where we're based. It's tough to get guys who are, you know, it's not just about being... Um, available. It's about being good enough, having the commitment to play 56 games, which you know is a challenge in itself to find people willing to do that. Um, so it has definitely been hard for us to to manage that as a club. But I think Tom's done a really good job of keeping us kind of grounded and, and making everyone understand that we might not have the full ability in the room that we had um, the last two or three seasons, but we've definitely got the heart and the the work ethic to compete with these teams and. I think we've maybe set the standard and other teams have raised their standards to what we we set a few years ago and you know we can take a bit of pride in that but people will never take those winning medals off us and we are going through a bit of a transitional period but we'll come through the other end and I'm pretty sure we'll get back to where we we want to be near the top of the league. Uh, and how important was that was that win over the bees though on on Sunday night as well because that that kind of uh, gives you gives you a bit of a buffer and just means that at this stage, although a four-point weekend for a team and suddenly it all changes, but it looks like it is a, a three-horse race for the last two uh, playoff spots. So that, that feels like a big win on Sunday, just gone. It, it does feel massive. It doesn't help with Bison having back-to-back four-point weekends. Um, but I think they're a good team as it is and they should probably be a, a bit higher up in the league from where they are anyway. But uh, yeah, definitely a huge win for us, uh, even just for confidence. And We haven't scored seven goals in a hockey game for a long time, so... Just to give the guys a lift and a bit of bit of a boost, the new players coming in, it was their first win. So, you know, it was just a nice feeling in the room after the game. But we're not daft. It's only two points. We've got to regroup and we've got to make sure that we're not a bit too giddy, a bit too excited. We've got to make sure we're ready for Peterborough on Saturday because that's not an easy place to go. They're a team at the top of the league trying to win a, a trophy. So it's like you win a game, but then right around the corner, there's another very tough team 
facing you. So, you know, we, we've got to make sure we keep ourselves uh, level-headed, that's for sure. Well, I, I bet good luck in those games uh, this weekend. Uh, Peterborough away, as you say, which is a tough game on Saturday. Uh, hosting the Steel Dogs uh, on, on Sunday, which is a, a, another tough game. But just to say about your relationship with Telford as well um, and, you know, this opportunity you've got for your coaching career and, and what's been going on uh, on the ice for yourself over recent seasons as well with the medals, as you touched upon. Um, what's your relationship like with, with Telford? I mean, how, how proud do you feel with what's been achieved in this part of your career at the club? Because it, it feels like it's been it's been pretty good for yourself over the last couple of seasons or so. Absolutely. Uh, Telford's home for me now. I've got a wife, a young daughter here. Uh, even even a new puppy as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, Tel- Telford's been amazing to me. Uh, I'm, I feel really fortunate that I've been able to just play here, have a career here. But to win trophies here um, was ultimately what I wanted when I first came to Telford, you know, probably 2011. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's been a massive part of my life. And it's not just hockey anymore. It's it's my livelihood. It's, it's everything. Um, and I'm probably... You know, set to, to live here out the rest of my life here, and like I say, winning trophies and winning winning leagues back to back was it's something I'll never ever forget. It's something I'm really proud of. Uh, a big a big congratulations for for what was achieved uh, last Thank year, you. especially, and it's brilliant stuff. Like you say, I'm not a statistician, so I, I can't confirm what you said earlier but it, it feels like a big feat having two teams win their respective leagues the way they did um but that takes us to this weekend and, and Hull Jets but also um what's possible in the in the closing stages as well because you are fighting once again on three fronts against the same team um what's what's your feelings about what's possible at, at Telford as we head towards this this closing bit of the season now in Division 2 I think I think to be honest with you um, Telford could win all three trophies or Hull could win all three trophies both teams are that close both teams are good um, we, we just need to have on the day we need to have more resilience more fight more passion more heart than Hull um, and that goes on all three fronts whether it's the league the cup or the playoffs um, You know, and, you, and in the playoffs anything can happen so you don't want to write it off an Altrincham or a, a Coventry or a Sheffield whoever might make the, the final four um, you definitely don't want to turn up and take anything for granted so um, for us, we'll be prepared. We'll do our homework. We'll make sure that the guys are are up for it. And I, I, like I said earlier, the experience that they gained last season was vast. And you know, we we just hope that they can take that into the weekend and and also into the the big games coming up. And we should say, if you're a Telford supporter and you, and you can't make the game in Peterborough, uh, get yourself down to Telford uh, this weekend. Uh, Seven o'clock face off on on Saturday night should be an epic game. And and like we said earlier, Scott. A real advert for the league, that's for sure. Looking forward to what's possible um, in, in the in the coming weeks. Absolutely, and I, and I must say as well that when um, when the National League guys have been on the road, myself included, that um, our, our local fans have turned up in droves and really supported the Dev 2 team. So uh, I'm grateful for that as well. Um, but yeah, the coming weeks are they're, they're huge for huge for the players, but huge for the club as well. To, to have a team still at the top of the league, even though it's a couple of leagues down, it's a great advert for the club and hopefully we can we can do something special. Good stuff. Well, Scott McKenzie, uh, head coach of Telford Tigers 2 as well as uh, player for <laughs> Telford Tigers 1. <laughs> a big, big thank you for, for taking the time out of your day. Uh, all the best this weekend on the ice uh, for, for both your sides and uh, all the best for the running as well. Uh, cheers. Thanks very much. Telford Tigers 2 head coach Scott McKenzie there joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Let's go to Telford Tigers opponents this weekend in North 2. That's the Hull Jets 
And on Thursday, I caught up with Hull Jets coach. It's a welcome to the show to Mike Roddy. Well, Mike, a big thank you for joining us. And uh, before we get to this weekend's mammoth game uh, against Telford, uh, just a bit of a general catch-up with how the season's going. Um, I think Hull are through to the, the cup final once again and uh, winning pretty handsomely at the weekend as well over Altrincham. So, so how's the season going thus far? Yeah, it's going really well, thanks. We lost a few players through the summer to, to Seahawks and a couple of players to higher level and that, but we had a, a few guys returning from last year and it's been a real positive season so far. I mean, touching upon what, what happened last season, um, I mean, last season was was brilliant, wasn't it? Because you, you won the playoffs, you won the cup. So how was it at the Jets? Yeah, it was good. I mean, we had a late start to the season with the refurbishments at the at the Ice Arena. But then the, the league last year was one home and one away, whereas this year we've got the two home and two away. So it was it was a bit more of a shootout last year. I think uh, you got punished if, if you got beat. Ultimately, between ourselves and Telford, the league came down to the return fixture at their place. And unfortunately, they got the business done there. But we managed to overturn the deficit in the cup and we won the playoffs, but they were all uh, very close games. So it was really good. And, it, and it, is it any surprise that it's it's you and Telford once again uh, battling things out? I think Telford lost, have lost a couple of players as well. Um, certainly some of the younger lads have gone to, to Solihull or moved up to the National League side in Telford, but they've also brought back some some experienced players that have come down from from National and Div 1. So I think we we always knew Telford were going to be, be strong at the start of the season. We we always hoped that, that we'd be there or thereabouts and that we'd be competitive. Wasn't quite sure how it would shape out originally at the start of the year, but we're obviously very pleased with how it, how it's turned out. We're, we're in a cup final. I, th- I think realistically ourselves and Telford will qualify first and second between us for the playoffs. And then um, we've obviously got the league that we're competing for with, with Telford as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a, a, a good tussle thus far this season, hasn't it, uh, between the pair of you? Uh, but just touching upon, um, you know, the, the general mood at the club, and you touched upon it earlier about, um, you know, the whole ice arena and, and the refurbishment that went on there. We also had to throw into the mix COVID and all the disruption. What's the mood like at the, the Kingston Sharks Club more, more generally uh, as, as we come out the other side of COVID now? Well, to be honest with you, the, the late start at, at the rink and, and COVID, it had a massive effect on the on the junior development. Um, the learn to play that we that we run has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the, the numbers on there, and certainly with the under tens and the under twelves, it, it's been massive. But then also on the flip side of that, we, we did lose some of the 18s that that we had last year to the higher level. But Again, this year we've given four or five, 16 or 17-year-olds their first senior starts and um, the regular fixtures in the squad, they're training with us all the time. So that's that's another massive plus for us this year is is having them them junior players coming through. Just Monday night just gone, we also had, again, if we're short on numbers on a certain training session, we invite junior players that are doing well and and deserve to be around that, you know, the training sessions and that and just, just really positive, positive vibe around the club moving forward. That's, that's great news. And, you know, that, that time during COVID and, and the disruption that was going on more generally. I mean, one thing that was noticeable when, when the Seahawks, when it was announced that, you know, National Division Hockey was re- returning to Hull, Hull Jets did get a mention in, in that statement and, you know, for keeping senior hockey alive. Yeah, during that year, I think we found, we certainly found a lot of new fans, really. I think at some points we, we were getting four or five hundred a week. We were under no illusions that once the Seahawks came back, we'd, we'd lose some of those fans. But at the same time, we have managed to, to maintain quite a few. We still 
getting good attendances. We've certainly seen them post-Christmas. We're getting two, three, we had about 400 for the Telford game. And that, in, in part, is down to the help from the council. They've they've helped us run offers. We've got like under-16s going free of charge, that kind of thing. And we've been spending a little bit of money as a club on advertising, getting people through the door. A lot of first-time fans have, have shown up. It's it's good value for money. A family of four, £20 to, to watch a decent level of hockey. And, you know, some of them then go on to watching Seahawks and, and vice versa. So it's been positive. The gap here without a, a National League side was was obviously massive and was a new experience for lads who were probably used to playing in front of the friends and family. But it's also been real positive from our point of view that, that that's managed to stick and, that, you know, the, the lads are still getting asked for fist bumps and photos after the game and that. And there's a good atmosphere, a great group of volunteers, an unbelievable 50-50 seller in Colin. Just shows like the, the strength of our support, but also what a great uh, volunteer network we've got as well. Yeah, and going back to, you know, what we spoke about with the, with the juniors, you know, that's just encourages a positive environment, doesn't it, for, for just the development of the sport more generally there on the East Coast? Definitely, yeah. I mean, one thing uh, I've said before, and, and we've kind of done it informally, was... We've had like a, a goal out, like a, a hockey goal and some mini sticks and groups of kids just picking up a stick and, and firing the, a ball into the net and just getting that, that initial interest from there. And we get messages on the Facebook page asking about learn to play and stuff like that. So it's, it's real positive that we're managing to get people coming and then they want to, you know, they've got an interest in the sport. For me, that was, it, it's something that we haven't really touched upon as much as we need to do and possibly something that, We'd look at in next year is kind of expanding our off-ice product. We've got like DJ and everything else and that, but what can we be doing that is going to be keeping these these younger fans interested or get them wanting to to come and play the sport and just that that informal idea of having a small net and mini sticks. We've seen, like I say, the interest around that and also gives parents a bit of a break from uh, minding their kids while they're watching the game. So that's say that's something that definitely be looking how we can expand on that certainly next year. And obviously, um, I know the Seahawks are a separate entity, but I think it's probably handy that, you know, Matty Davis is is there at, at that club uh, doing the work he does. Uh, you know, I think he probably played for the Sharks uh, once upon a time, I'd imagine, being a Hull lad. So, um, I mean, that, that link up there, that, that's got potential as well, hasn't it, for, for the next generation of players coming through? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you only have to look at, uh, Owen Bruton this year, he, he started the year, he, he signed for ourselves as his primary team at, at Jets. He, he was playing 18s and Owen's obviously on like a, a massive trajectory in that. And he got to the point where we felt he was he was getting more benefit from from playing with Seahawks than, than he was with, with Jets and that. And he, he was getting good ice time, certainly whilst they were waiting for the imports. And he's kicked on from there and he's continued to do so. Uh, I sat down with Owen November time and I said, where where do you want to be as an athlete and that and he said he was he was getting value out of being at the Seahawks and that's what he went with he's, he's been there since we have had the odd weekend where Seahawks haven't had a game and we have and he's come back in the lineup to to be playing in, in every situation and getting big minutes but the, the Seahawks being there gives give the players local to Hull something to aspire or something to aim for initially we want the juniors coming through the system to have, have a taste of league hockey with ourselves, we've got a number of of young lads who are on uh, two ways with Division One sides as well. We've got some at Witness and some at D side. So if we haven't got a game that they're getting that experience of playing the higher level, and then obviously those that are of ability in that will will be on Matty's radar, I'm sure. 
And and that's the thing. I mean, I'm I'm just looking at the ages of the roster, and you you, you touched upon it already. But there's there's 16 year olds in that roster, 18 year olds. But there's also experience in there as well. I mean, that's what the Jets are bringing to the table here, and and you know, a competitive Jets as well. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think we we've got a a really good mix of of youth and a, of experience. One thing that I always try and and bring to our uh, our training sessions is is that if players have got a thought or an opinion on a drill or a learning point that we're trying to get across that, you know, they're free to draw their ideas on the board and just having, having players with the experience of, of Mark Florence and Gowan Beddows, Andy Ward, them kind of players around, it's massive for the side and it's good for the juniors that they've got faces that certainly with, with, um, with Flo and that, that they've probably grown up watching. It's great having that experience and, Again, also having the youthfulness in the side to keep these older guys on the toes, certainly uh, with the speed that they that they possess and that. So it's, it's it's real good mix. To be fair, I think it's something that has been a real positive for us certainly over the last two or three seasons. Yeah, and, and speaking to you, you know, in this in this interview here, Mike, I mean, it comes it comes across, and and when you go on the you know the Kingston. Uh, Sharks website as well and you, you see all the age groups that are that are there and I know there was a, a kind of bump in the road with with COVID let's say but it feels like there should be plenty of excitement um, from from the wider sport about about what's going on there on Humberside. Definitely yeah we've there's a lot of good things going on at the club the club of uh, or the junior club we've I've got uh, the shop in the ring now so we're seeing a lot of benefits from that in terms of uh, players buying new gear when they're on on learn to play, and it's it's great for the club. The club's in the window there. There's a lot of, of positive things going on. When I I got involved with Jets and I spoke to Chris, and Chris gave me free reign to develop things. It was a big thing for me was involving the juniors as early as we can get them in, just so they know exactly what what we're trying to do. Uh, we've invested as a club in stuff like Instat. You know, we're videoing games, and the players get feedback on the mobile phones 48 hours after a game, and can overlay teaching points on there it's that kind of investment and that is, is something that that we've made to to benefit these players and give them a taste of what they would experience if they were playing certainly at, at national level or beyond no great stuff and uh i mean more generally mike i mean how much are you looking forward to the running and what's possible at, at the jets because um you know last season as i said earlier you know a playoff and cup double you're in three competitions, uh, very much so this season, uh, once again. So, I mean, how much are you looking forward to, to what's possible? Oh, it's massive, yeah. I said to, to some of the younger lads last year when when we won the Cup and we won the playoffs, I, was, I had to soak it all in, boys, I said, because this doesn't happen all the time. Some of the older lads on our team who played for Jets for 10 years, plus that was the first time that they'd won silverware last season and... We had you know 17, 18 year olds come into the team and they're winning a cup and a playoffs in the first year. <laughs> and I'm like reiterating to him saying this this isn't something that happens in in hockey or in sport all the time. You've got to enjoy it. So you know, when you're playing sport, you, you want to be competing. You want to be up at the top, trying to win things. So it's good. You know, it's good. I think for whichever side wins on the weekend, it, it's advantage them. The other team isn't out of it either way, but will face an uphill task. But then there's still cup finals and playoffs to look forward to either way. So it promises to be a good run-in for, for both sides. Yeah, it's certainly going to be an epic last couple of months of the season, isn't it? And uh, Mike Roddy, Hull Jets coach, a big, big thank you for taking the time out of your day to, to join us on this week's show. Big good luck this weekend and uh, all the best for the running as well. Really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Hull Jets coach Mike Roddy there joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And a big good luck to both Telford and Hull this weekend. 
in North 2. But that's it for this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. A big thank you to all my guests this week for joining me. Remember, for all the latest goings on from the world of British Ice Hockey, you can visit the website www.britishicehockey.co.uk. But I've been Ben, and you all make sure you all have a lovely and safe weekend. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.